You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! All right, hello and welcome back to our fifth episode of Triviality Bloodsport Season 2. Uh, this round, we're going to do Trivial Pursuit, a fan favorite from last season. Joining me in the studio, we've got Neil, Matt, and Ken. How are you gentlemen doing What's today? Up? Excited for the final four. Hello, everyone. I'm the person that wrote in and said I was a fan favorite of Jeff last time. <laughs> oh, you were the person. <laughs> There always is one, and um, I appreciate that it's you, Neil. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, of course, joining us again, we're going to have our host. Uh, well, I'm going to host today, but Ryan is back with us. And we've got Gary, Kate, Aaron, and uh, Amy making it back. They are the final four. Mm-hmm. So congratulations for making it this far. And, uh, and I'll take it. Uh, I'll head it over to Ryan. He's going to kind of walk us through how Trivial Pursuit is going to work today. It's going to be a little bit different than last year. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little, because again, this was a fan favorite, so I definitely wanted to bring it back, and it was one of the the best episodes we did last season too. So these are going to all be based on standard original genus edition categories of Trivial Pursuit, which are geography, entertainment, history, arts and literature, science and nature, sports and leisure. Our contestants will pick a category. They need to get three questions correct in it to earn a wedge. They can answer up to three questions in a row at a time. And if they complete a wedge, they get the third piece, they have to stop. So if they get three in a row, they get their wedge, they're done. If they already have two and it comes their turn and they answer one and get a wedge, they're done for that turn. Uh, We are going to go in order from placement last episode. So Kate will go first, followed by Amy, Gary, and Aaron. Kate, for winning last episode, you do get a prize. Your prize is, first of all, you get to pick your favorite color wedge, which is always a big deal. And uh, we're gonna give you a loaded die. You're gonna get to go first because you won last episode, and we're gonna give you one in your least favorite category. So of those six categories, which one do you want an advantage in? Uh, I'm torn between geography or sports and leisure. Um, I think I'll take sports. All right, so I'm going to already give you an automatic one point there. So Kate is in the lead. Good job, Kate. Yeah, nailed it. One, <laughs> one there. The only uh, the only difference between this and last season is that uh, you can jump between categories if you like. You don't have to stay stuck in one if you don't want. 
All right. So with that, I'm going to hand this game over to the very capable Jeff whenever you're ready. Fairly capable, Jeff. When we said we're starting in science, correct? Let's do it. All right. So the first question to you, Kate, whenever you're ready, uh, is going to be NASA's Viking program saw space probes being sent where? Mars. All right. Mars is correct. All right. Question two for you. In terms of anatomical movement, what is the opposite of extension? Um, extension and flexion. Flexion is correct. <laughs> One away. And third question for you in science and nature. Named after their blueness in color, what phylum of bacteria are among the only unicellular creatures to create oxygen? Um, I'm going to take a guess with cyanobacteria. And cyanobacteria is correct for the wedge. Wow, good job. That is a wedge. Sweet. Wow. Good start. Wow. That, that's what we call a sweep of the leg in blood sport. Oh. <laughs> I've been practicing. Tough to, tough to follow. <laughs> get a body bag. Well, at least you get the pick of whatever category you want to start with. So. Let's try Let's uh, try geography again. Geography is uh, the category that Amy's chosen, so we'll start there. First question in geography. The Yalu River makes up a sizable part of the border between China and what other country? I'm sorry, can you pronounce the name of the river again? Sure, the Yalu River. India? That is incorrect. It is North Korea. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, that, uh, that'll take us out. We're going to move on to Gary, who gets to pick a new category if he so chooses. Let me, let me roll my dice. Oh, geography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I said, if you so choose. Uh, we'll go to the second question in geography. Boro Burdur, the world's largest Buddhist temple, is located on what island? Yikes. Um, <laughs> can you spell it, please? Sure. B-O-R-O-B-U-D-U-R. Buddhist. Um, let's try Sri Lanka. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. It is Java. Ooh, tough one there. So we're going to move on to Aaron. You can either stay in geography or pick a new category. I'll try science, please. Science it is. I like your shirt, by the way, Aaron. Thanks. My daughter got this for me because it's fun to wear. And I'm a little Ken. I'm a little insulted it's not Ken. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine, whatever. You know, I actually totally agree with you. As as a playable character, I also prefer Ken. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. But is that enough flat or not? Is that I get some Yeah, that's, yeah, that's but, fine. But not as a triviality <laughs> host, right? And I, I finally brought out my flower shirt, guys. So yeah, it's back. It's, it's back. back. All right, so whenever you are ready, Aaron, I've got the first question for you in science. Uh, what is the name of the substance in a whale's mouth that filters water out, leaving all that delicious krill inside for eating? Is it baleen? Baleen is correct. There you go. Second question to you. One of Sigmund Freud's landmark publications was the 1899 novel, The Interpretation of What? Uh, id. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. It is Dreams. Yes. So we're going to move back to Kate, who uh, completed her wedge last time, so she can pick a new one. And uh, what is your choice, Kate? Uh, arts and literature. Arts and literature is the selection. First question to you. Though the term might be most closely associated with a nursery decoration today, what term was given to the large, movable sculptures created by artist Alexander Calder? 
Uh, Mobile. Mobile is correct. Question two. Popular uh, a young adult author, John Green's debut novel was 2005's Looking for What? Where the what in question isn't a U.S. state, but a girl who doesn't return the protagonist's feelings. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This is uh, Looking for Alaska. And Alaska wow. is correct. And your third question. Name either of the two songs from the Broadway version of The Phantom of the Opera to have the word music in their titles. Oh, uh... Uh, music of the night and music of the night wow. is correct so that'll give you another wedge save some wedges for she's, the rest guys. she's trouble yeah. <laughs> it's very clear Phew. putting a target on yourself over there <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take this back to Amy Amy where would you like to go with this I got scared by the impossible geography so I'm going to go with arts and literature <laughs> arts and literature is the selection we'll stay in that category first question to you what is Italian designer Salvatore Ferragamo best remembered for designing? Ferragamo. That sounds familiar. But I don't know, so I'll say shoes. And shoes is the correct answer. Wow. <gasps> nice. <Wow. Yay. laughs> well oh done. Let's see if you can follow it up on the next one. The 1975 Tom Waits album, Nighthawks at the Diner, contains songs and cover art inspired by a painting made by what artist? Hopper. <laughs> Edward Hopper is correct. Wow. All right, and the third question for you. Part one is The Gunslinger. Part three is The Wastelands. And part five is The Wolves of the Kala. What is the title of the part seven of this series? Can you repeat it one more time? Sure, be happy to. Part one is the Gunslinger. Part three, the Wastelands, and part five, the Wolves of the Wolves of the Kala. What is the title of part seven in this series? Game of Thrones. I don't know. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. That is the Dark Tower series. Stephen King, right? Stephen King. Yep. Probably and game and uh, book seven is called The Dark Tower. And one of the worst movies of uh, like two years ago, right, Ryan? Full title is The Dark Tower 7, The Dark Tower. <laughs> little little redundant. I like redundancy, though. Okay. Department of Redundancy. Department. <laughs> to be followed up by Stephen King's sequel, It. It. <laughs> the The. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go back to Gary. Gary, where would you like to take this one? Um, I'll stick with geography. First question for you in geography. What geographical significance does Point Barrow hold in the United States? Um, I think it's the northernmost point. And the northernmost point is correct. Second question. Another Alaska you. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly found it, Ryan. Uh, second question to you, Gary. Correctly spell the name of the Mexican state pronounced Oaxaca. That's going to be fun. Um, O-A-X-A-C-A. And that is correct. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Third question for you. Which U.S. state capital is located on an isthmus that shares its name with the city itself? Um, Read it again so I know what I'm answering. The state? Which U.S. state capital... City is located on an isthmus that shares its name with the city itself. Uh, well, that would be Panama City, then. 
the Florida. U.S. state capital is Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, U.S. state capital. Hmm. Well, you got two there. Just uh, one, one more, and you get that wedge. So it's true. So uh, we're gonna go and move over to Aaron, who can uh, either stay in that category, or pick a new one if he so chooses. So take science, please. All right. So your first question in science. Aspen and cottonwood are two varieties of what genus of trees named because they were often planted in busy public places in Roman times? Deciduous. Mm, uh, those are poplar mm. or populous. Get out. That's interesting. I know. As soon as I found that out, <laughs> I knew I had to write a question about yeah. it. Currently, Kate has two wedges and has one in sports and leisure. Amy has two for her arts and literature. Gary has two for geography. And Aaron has one for science and nature. So two to zero to zero to zero wedge-wise. Okay. And that takes us back to Kate. Yes, it does. And Kate, where would you like to take this one then? Um, I'll venture into history. History is the selection. All right. Your question, the first question for history. What fascist dictator falsely took credit for making his country's trains run on time after they fell into massive disrepair following World War I? Um, I'll go with the fascist dictator Mussolini. Benito Mussolini is correct. Your second question in history. Who had served as a president of Egypt since 1981 until the Arab Spring protests of 2011 saw him resign? Oh, gosh. Um, Sadat. No, unfortunately, that's Hosni Mubarak. Mubarak. Yeah, way to miss a question, Kate. God. <laughs> She's human. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it back to Amy. Amy, where would you like to go with this? Let's try the arts and literature. Arts and literature it is. Also called Kado, I believe. Ikebana is the Japanese art of what? I'm sure two gentlemen in the studio would be happy to correct me on K-A-D-O? something. K-A-D-O? Yes. Kado. Kado. The O has yes. a line over it. You're right. Kado. <laughs> Kado. Okay, one more time. Kado. Yes, also code Kado. Ikebana is the Japanese art of what? What kind of art would you have? can't even think of a type of art so i will say sculpture unfortunately that is the art of flower arrangement mm. oh like on ken's shirt mm-hmm. yes themed god that's on theme <laughs> <laughs> all right so that'll take us back to gary gary where would you like to go yeah let's see if we can get the geography wedge out of the way all right let's see if we can your first question in geography the Golan Heights are an area of land internationally recognized as belonging to what country, but currently occupied by Israel? Um, this is tricky. I don't know if Palestine is considered a country, so I'm not going to go there. I'll see if it's Egypt. The Golan Heights are a land area uh, occupied by Israel, but owned by Syria. Oh, okay. Palestine's as long as I wouldn't in- go in there. Palestine's not sovereignly recognized like United Nations wise. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was in the wrong so end. Good, so good thinking. <laughs> and that'll take us back to Aaron. Science, please. Science it is. All right. First question for you, Aaron. 
What is the term for an electrical generator that creates a direct current using a commutator? Alternator? That is a dynamo. Oh. I never knew what that was, but now I do. Yeah. Hmm. Good to know. It's not just a superhero, or it sounds like a superhero. All right, so we're going to go back to Kate. Look out. (laughs) Stick with your previous category, or are you moving somewhere else? Uh, Let's go with history again. We'll go back to history. First question for you. The women were initially barred from combat in World War II. An issue was declared to deploy three women's Air Force units against the Germans. These women were nicknamed the Night Witches. From which country did they come? Um, Great Britain. Unfortunately, they were Russian. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I find that most World War II history regarding like really, really badass like snipers and and mm-hmm. you know w- female pilots and stuff. Russian. It's mostly Russian. Yeah. <laughs> they they straight out. So even before the issue was declared, they would like straight up like steal the planes on the bases and go fly and bomb the Germans. Like they just really <laughs> wanted to bomb some Germans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, yeah, if we can't create international uh, conflict, Matt, what are we here for? <laughs> we'll, we'll take it back to Amy. Uh, I think it's my third try, and it's going to work for arts and literature. <laughs> All right. We'll go back to arts and literature. We're rooting for you. Armistead Maupin's Tales of the City are a landmark series of LGBT novels originally published in a newspaper from what city where the stories are set? San Francisco. San Francisco nice. is correct. And that's your arts and literature wedge. All right. Good job. And what are the standings after that wedge was just given, Ryan? Well, Amy just earned a wedge. Kate has two. Gary is working on geography, and Aaron's working on science and nature. Uh, so it is two to one to zero to zero currently. All right. Moving back on to Gary. Indeed. Finishing right. up geography, Gary? Yeah, well, hopefully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see how this one does for you. Florence, or Firenze, is the capital of which Italian region? Nice pronunciation there. Jeff. Of course. I know Florence is in the north. It's not, I don't know. It's not Florence of Arabia, right? <laughs> Florence in the machine. Right. right. I'm pretty sure it's north. Oh, and I can't think of any regions there. I I think way up near the mountains, there's something called the Piedmont, and I don't think that's what this is going to be, but it's all I've got right now, so Piedmont. Unfortunately, uh, I think Neil knows where this one's from, right, Neil? Is that Tuscany? It is or, Tuscany. Or Under the Tuscan Sun with <laughs> Diane Lane? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. I knew Olive Garden had some sort of a <laughs> something with it, and I couldn't come up with it. Olive Garden trivia. Oh. Is that a part of Seinfeld as well? Yeah, there are any... Any villas there available to rent? No. <laughs> There's none. They're all rented out. All right, so we'll move back to Aaron. Sticking with science? Yes, please. Okay, back to science for you. An enclosure used to block electromagnetic fields is called either a cage or a shield and is named for what man? Faraday. Faraday is all correct. Right. Ryan is laughing because, of course, in the question he wrote naked for what man, and I read it correctly, or at least I believe as he intended. <laughs> would have, I don't know if I would have known the answer to that. <laughs> so Faraday is correct. 
Does he need one more, Ryan? Uh, he does. He okay. currently has two in science and nature because right. he got Baleen. For the wedge. So, for the wedge. Hashtag for the wedge. <laughs> also called a butterfly cod, zebrafish, turkeyfish, or firefish. What invasive species in Atlantic waters is known for its distinctive coloring and 18 venomous spines? Is it the lionfish? The lionfish is correct there for the wedge. Go. That is a wedge. It was a really good episode of what is it? New Girl about a lionfish? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. We will. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not going to describe it to you yeah. right now. That's fair. Uh, we'll take it back to Kate. Um, well, I'll try history again. All right. Back to history. Our first, quest- first question to you. Nicknamed the Wind of Destruction, what country saw revolution from 1959 to 61 as the Hutus rose up to dismantle the Belgian colony with a Tutsi monarchy and became an independent Hutu-ruled republic before declaring full independence and sovereignty a year later? Uh, Is that Rwanda? That is Rwanda, yes. Nice. Second question to you. Reigning for nearly six decades, Pedro II, or Pedro the Magnanimous, was the final ruler of what country when it was still an empire until an 1889 coup d'etat? Oh, goodness. Um, Pedro. Uh, Brazil. Brazil is correct. Wow. Oh, that was a 100% guess. <laughs> I'd like to be known as Ken the Magnanimous uh, going forward, by the way, guys. Denied. They made the first Brazilian Republic right after that, and Pedro one and Pedro two are absolutely revered there. Pedro three didn't do enough. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure there was a third Pedro, and if he was, I don't think people liked monarchies too much at that point. They wanted to vote for Pedro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> we want a democracy so we can vote for you. All right, and uh, third question, right for the wedge? Is that uh, what I'm looking at, Ryan? No, she had one before. Oh yes, uh, and two. That was for the wedge because she got Mussolini, Rwanda, and Brazil. Perfect. Can we got a score recap, Ryan. Uh huh. Kate just picked up her third wedge. Amy and Aaron have one. Gary's still working on one. All right, we'll take it back to Amy. I'll go geography. Geography is the choice. First question for you: What is the most populous U.S. city? On the coast of Lake Superior. Lordy. Uh, Lake Superior is over there. It's right over there. Yeah, it's on the far side. So what's over there on the lake? Oh, how about Madison? Unfortunately, it is Duluth, Minnesota. Mm. Uh, I couldn't think of any cities in Minnesota besides Minneapolis. All right. Totally fair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll take it back to Gary. Gary, where are you headed with this one? Well, sadly, that would have got me through geography. Let's hope this next one does also. (laughs) Stole it from you. (laughs) Yes, you sure did. For the wedge. (laughs) Pacific Pier is a tourist attraction featuring solar-paneled Ferris wheel, and it's located at the end of Colorado Avenue in what city? You know, I'm thinking it's got to be L.A. area or L.A., and there's one. Oh. How about Santa Monica? Santa Monica will earn you the got wedge. Oof. <laughs> Holy Good work, cow. Gary. Thank you, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> that should be everyone's frame of reference for all yeah. questions. 
That and Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden and Cheryl Crow. Yeah, I need an Olive Garden category. <laughs> uh, your category, Aaron, is endless soup and breadsticks. Got it. Um, I, just as a, just to ask something, the, the the categories is it actually sports and leisure like it is in the game? Or is yes, it, it is. Sports? There are sports and there is leisure as well. Okay. I'll see how bad that's going to be. Sports and leisure. Let's try that. Yeah. Okay. The first time anyone's gone for sports and leisure so far. That and entertainment have sat out. I wonder why that is with this group of four people. <laughs> that's very surprising. Though so if we learned anything from the other game, they do know a little entertainment. Yeah, that's right. They'll sweep these. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a little bit more leisure. There you go. <laughs> I'm good at leisure. Looking down the list, there is some. So you can decide what uh, where this one falls. First question to you: In a standard three dart throw. What is the highest amount of points one can earn? 60. Uh, it is 180. But you get that by three triple 20s. That hurt. That's to a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> so we'll move. Aaron, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this looks devastated. We need to get him off the screen. Get him off the screen. <laughs> we'll take it back to Kate, her selection. Uh, I'll go with the leisure. Sports and leisure. There's still sports in there. Yeah, you don't get to choose <laughs> sports or leisure. It's going to happen in whatever order it happens in. All right. Your first question. In what country does the soccer club known as PSG play their home games? Lord. Um, PSG. Uh, I'll say Germany. Uh, it would be helpful to know that that's Paris Saint-Germain. The country is France. Paris Saint-Germain. They have a name R, and he's the worst. Oh. <laughs> I only write questions about things I hate. Apparently. <laughs> People hate watch. Ryan yeah. hate writes trivia, so. Yeah. That's his leisure activity. <laughs> Should come to a current events round, I hope, sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll head back to Amy. I'm going to try geography one more time before okay. I give up on it. Sounds good. Your question. With maybe the most famous example located in Algiers, what is the Arabic word meaning central part of a town? Bazaar? I believe it's Kasbah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Sharif don't like it. <laughs> oh, really, really hates it, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gary. Uh, where are we headed now that you've got your wedge? Let's go to the orange category, sports and leisure. Sports and leisure seems to be everyone's second choice. (laughs) Your first question. In what card game do you skunk your opponent if you beat them by at least 30 and double skunk them if you win by at least 60? Oh, I never skunk or double skunk. I'm the one getting skunked Mm. and double skunked to cribbage. Cribbage is correct. Yeah. It must stink. (laughs) Your second question. What was the name of the horse that got disqualified at the Kentucky Derby this year? 2019. Since obviously this will live in infamy yes. forever. You have no idea how many times I tried to remember that horse's name, knowing it would come up at some point in time, but it shouldn't have been now because I can't remember it. Uh, it had an ironic sort of a name. Um, uh, I Somehow the letter M is coming out at me, but I just, um, 
not darn it a hippopotamus <laughs> hippopotamus is your answer sure okay <laughs> Unfortunately, we're right on the letter yeah you had the letter it's maximum security mm-hmm. yep it was defeated by country house yeah i i swore to myself i had to memorize that and now i know why <laughs> thought thought he was defeated by himself but uh we'll take it back to aaron aaron what's your selection I'll try leisure again. All right, stick in the same category. Remember to triple okay. your answer every time. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, maybe I just want to answer so quick. Try to think about it for a second. Yeah, that's one of the challenges of having the multi formats. We move from speed trivia into one where you can take basically as yeah. much time as you see fit. Right. Your first question: Before Arizona and before St. Louis, where did the NFL's Cardinals call home? Correct. Before Arizona and before St. Louis, you said? Yes. I I haven't got a clue. Um, So I will just say, let's take a guess. And uh, Philadelphia. They were the NFL football Cardinals of Chicago. Rivals of the Decatur Staley's. The Staley's. It's the name Whatever. of the bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's our mascot's <laughs> name. Yeah. After the team. Way yeah. back when. Yeah. All right. We'll take it back to Kate. All right. I'm going to venture into entertainment. All right. Ooh. Brave soul dipping their toe. Cue the entertainment intro. Awesome. That was really great. Was there anything? Did it, you put something? I might have. I might not. I might not have. We'll see what happens. Entertainment. <laughs> We're all doing different stuff. Apparently, we all want in on this. Entertainment uh, tonight. <laughs> entertainment 720. All right. First question at entertainment. The guy that played the captain on How I Met Your Mother, the guys that played Tony and Riff in West Side Story, the woman that played the crazy mother in 1976's Carrie, and the girl that played Wayne's ex in Wayne's World all appeared together as regular cast members of what short-lived TV series? Whoa. Oh, good Lord. Um, I really have no idea. I don't even... I can't even make a guess. All right, so the actors were (laughs) Kyle MacLachlan, Richard Boehmer, Russ Tamblin, Piper Laurie, and Laura Flynn Boyle, who were all in Twin Peaks. Oh, all right. (laughs) All right, indeed. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> nice, nice Russ Tamblin reference there. You don't hear his name too often anymore. Uh, Oscar nominee for Peyton Place, 1959. And there you have it. Father of Amber Tamblin, actress. That's true. Both appeared together in Django Unchained, I think. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. 
So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You guys good? This is why Neil and I can't be in the same room at the same time. <laughs> we'll take it back to uh, Amy, Django Unchained starring Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Star of Ray. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Made a song with Kanye West. The entertainment question scared me, so let's try sports and leisure. <laughs> Going to sports and leisure. All right, your question. What Milwaukee brewer is currently leading the MLB in home runs, at least at the beginning of July, the time of this recording? I will say Smith, because I have no clue. So it is Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. Reigning MVP. He hits the ball good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's usually important for baseball players. He's the one seed in the home run derby, so he really does hit the ball good. All right, Gary, what are we doing with your selection here? I'll uh, keep on chugging away with sports and leisure. Okay. Your question. Parcheesi is an American adaptation of the game Par- Parcheesi, which probably originated sometime in the 16th century in what country? India. India is correct. This next one is for the wedge. And your question. The man who coached the Virginia men's basketball team to March Madness glory this year shares his name with someone more famous for doing what? Yeah, I don't know. The coach. So so that's going to make this reference really hard. (laughs) So famous for being defeated at Waterloo. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a much less famous Tony Bennett. So we're looking for singer. Mm. Oh, that's the guy that was at Wisconsin, I think, for a while. Washington State. Was that it? Yeah, he was at Washington State, I think, back when they had Clay. Mm. All right. That'll take us back to Aaron. Sticking with sports and leisure? Yes, please. Okay. Your question. Who founded the Women's Tennis Association in 1973 after winning Wimbledon in 1968 and receiving 750 pounds, while men's winner Rod Laver won 2,000? Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King is correct. There you go. Your next question. What British playboy has won six of nine Grand Prix this year on the F1 circuit driving for Mercedes? It was 2019. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah, this year. Sorry. She wins. Uh, David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the very dominant Lewis Hamilton. Oh. We'll take it back to Kate. Uh, let's try sports and leisure. All right. Not leaving the category. We'll stick with it. It's question. <laughs> If you could legally play the phrase, Matt is a robot in Scrabble, how many points would you score? God. Assuming no double or triple word scores or letter scores are in play. A, Matt is a robot. Yep. Quit saying that. Slander. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here, guys. Well, actually, he wrote this down, so it's technically libel. Oh, okay. That's fair. It's both. It's... But now we've said it out loud. Spider-Man taught me that. Oh. Spoilers. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 oh, from right. 2000. Oh, yeah, I just saw that scene. Uh, the question is, what is an M worth? Uh, is it two or three? I'm going to say it's three, and I'm going to say 16. M and B are three. A, T, I, S, R, and O are all one. 
That is 16. Wow. That was the easiest sports question I'm probably going to get. Okay. (laughs) And it's only confirmed that Matt is indeed a robot. And she she calculated so fast, too. It's almost like she's good at math or science. Or maybe she's a robot. (laughs) Plot twist, right? Maybe I'm a robot. (laughs) No, we found out you were a human earlier when you missed one. Amy said so. True. Oh, if missing questions makes you not a robot, Matt's definitely not a robot. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Shame it. All right, your next question. Based out of the city of Regina, what is the name of the CFL team from Saskatchewan? I, I have no idea. The Regina Kickers. I see you don't bleed white and green. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Uh, they are the Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> yep, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Right. Oh. Right. No, I bleed green and white. Yeah. Just a different one, right? Just a different one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take us back to Amy. I'll try uh, history. History. All right. Haven't heard that one in a while. No, it's been a bit. Gonna mix it up. Your question. Who co-authored the Federalist Papers with Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton? Jay. John Jay is correct. Yay! Thank you, Hamilton. <laughs> hey, it's it's play it's worked for you twice so yep, far. So. People know so much about revolutionary history all of a sudden. Yeah. I kinda like it. Your next question. Name either of the two Americans that won the Nobel Peace Prize in the 1960s. Did JFK win? JFK did not win. Mm. Linus Pauling and the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. were the two recipients. What was the first one besides MLK? Linus Pauling. Pauling. Uh, He won for peace and he also won for, I think, chemistry also. He was big on nuclear disarmament before it was popular. I think he uh, studied citric acid, maybe. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to believe you because you're smart and I'm dumb. <laughs> and we'll take it back to Gary. All right. Let's finish off sports and leisure, shall we? All right. We'll get you another one in sports and leisure. Since 1978, the Spiel de Yaris has been awarded for excellence in what field? I couldn't. Could you spell what that is or tell sure. me again? or Sure. It's S-P-I-E-L space D-E space J-A-H-R-E-S. Hmm. I've not heard of it. Can you run run through it more time? Just Sure. Since 1978, the Spiel de Yaris has been awarded for excellence in what field? Wow. Strangely worded for a sports and leisure mm-hmm. question. Um what field? Um, I don't know. Can, can I say something like safety innovations in sports? Sure. Um, unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, this is the uh, German Award for Excellence in Board and Card Games. Best way to buy a board game for that list. The best uh, shoots and ladders players. Yeah, basically every list. Every year I basically look at the list and then try and buy a game off of it because they're all Mm -hmm. all pretty good. Mm. Concept. Sorry, that's my favorite. (laughs) I'm a huge Settlers of Catan fan, but 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Linus Pauling, for the record, won his Peace Prize for Campaign Against Nuclear Weapons Testing, and he won the Chemistry Nobel in 54 for his research into the nature of the chemical bond and its application to the elucidation of the structure of complex substances. So everyone's right. Neat. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Aaron. Aaron. I'll keep plugging away at Sports and Leisure. Okay. After leading his country to a second-place finish... At the FIFA World Cup, what Croatian became the first Ballon d'Or winner in a decade that wasn't named Messi or Rolando? Ronaldo? Sorry, Ronaldo. <laughs> his his uh his creepy twin Rolando. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that the sculpture was made He's of. He's as right? ugly as Ronaldo is attractive. Yes, apparently I need right. to uh enlarge this text a little bit. Yeah. Ronaldo got all the good genes. <laughs> it's just like Ashton Kutcher and his brother. It's. I'd probably say it wrong, but I want to say something like Mordic, Lucas, Luca, or somebody Mordic. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take. Ryan, I want your ruling, but. Uh, Luka... I mean, it's it's Modric. You just yeah. got two letters mixed up. I think he's. Yeah, it sounds like he said the last name correctly. I think if you're gonna pronounce it as a American, he's pretty close. Let's <laughs> 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 give it to him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Luka yeah. Modric, yep. There you go. Take the guy who plays, plays at Real Madrid? or Okay, see, he knows who the guy is. Yeah, so I know yeah. who he is. <laughs> yeah, he's played there since like 2012. Um, how tall is he? Do you know? He's about he's <laughs> five four. <laughs> All right, your next question. What is the name of the WNBA team that plays their home games in Las Vegas? For the Wedge. I, I, got, I got nothing. The Dam Builders. <laughs> it's very on theme for Vegas. Uh, it's the Aces. Uh, oh, I knew it was going to be in that genre. All right, quick, uh, quick recap, Ryan. Please. All right, Kate's sitting with uh, three wedges. Everybody else is sitting with one. However, Kate, Gary, and Aaron all have two in sports and leisure. Ooh, right. Ooh. Who's going to get that third? We're going to find out. We'll take it back to Kate. Uh, let's see if we can close it out. There have been a couple sports questions, so maybe leisure will be up next. <laughs> I like the thinking. This one's for you, Jeff. The Pokemon trading card game, hey, leisure. Dungeons and Dragons, and Magic the Gathering are all products currently published by what company based out of Seattle? Oh, I, uh, I'm going to have to just take a wild guess on this. Um I the the Starbucks trading card company <laughs> uh, properly owned by their evil overlords Hasbro this is Wizards of the Coast oh I have heard of that bummer and that was leisure too and now we know it's the west coast mm -hmm. that's the coast they're talking the coast. about indeed. indeed all right Amy are you sticking with it I'm going to try and get in the two point club let's go for history history it is to which king of England was Eleanor of Aquitaine married? Eleanor of Aquitaine. She is not one of the wives of Henry VIII. But I have no concept of what time she was around. <laughs> so we will say Richard III. It was Henry II. Uh. That'll bring us back to Gary. All right, let's try sports again. I kind of figured that's where we were headed. 
I've got you clued in. All right. Uh, here's your question. Wilt Chamberlain in 1960 and Wes Unseld in 1969 are the only two NBA MVPs to have earned that honor while winning what other award the same year? Um, gosh, I can't even think of what other type of awards other than MVP. Um, it's not sixth man of the year, I'm sure. Uh, uh, how about most rebounds? Uh, they had successful campaigns as the NFL MVP, NBA MVPs uh, as being rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Wilt, Wilt was pretty good, if I recall. Yeah. It's okay. You, te- you tend to be if you win both of those yeah. in a year. <laughs> he scored sometimes. Yeah, upwards of 100 points. I didn't know he was ever a rookie. <laughs> he just existed. He <laughs> came into the league in his second year. Took the ball out of the yeah. basket. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Sports again, please. Sports it is. Widely regarded as one of the greatest to ever play, Ronnie O'Sullivan is a five-time world champion in what sport? Is it Rodney or Roddy? Ronnie. Okay. Neither. <laughs> Ronnie O'Sullivan? Yes. As in O apostrophe Sullivan, not a middle initial. Do you think he was German? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if it's something as obscure as hurling, but I'll, I'll go with rugby. Uh, this is something that is pretty European. This is snooker. Yeah. Oh, wow. Easy. <laughs> right? Eddie oh. Lewis is screaming at his phone right now. None of, none of these are uh, easy, Ken. That's how you get into the final four, right? right? Right. Yeah. Now you have to be punished. It's blood sport, not fluff sport. That's right. All right, Kate. Where would you like to go? Um, I'll do one more shot at sports and leisure. Okay. Let's see if your strategy of trying to find leisure categories works for you. <laughs> Though the U.S. has been historically dominant, in 2006, Kimmy Meissner became the most recent woman to win a world championship in what? Most recent American woman, rather. Sorry. No, fair enough. Uh, you said the U.S. has been dominant? Yes. Um, Kimmy Meissner. So, individual women's sports. Um, 2006? Yes. Was the last time an American woman won a world championship in what sport? Um... Uh, gymnastics. This is a uh, lady single figure skating. So close. Oh, that was my backup answer. It's uh. a tough one. Yeah. Well, we'll take it back to Amy. Let's keep trucking with history. <laughs> history will keep on trucking. Rashidun, Umayyad, and Abbasid were three different major Islamic states in history ruled by someone considered a major successor to the Prophet Muhammad. What is the name for this kind of state? Uh, <laughs> I feel like these have gotten progressively harder as the game has gone they, on. they tend to, yeah. Why? I feel that I will recognize this word, but probably not be able to place it now. So what kind of state could you have? 
Uh, all I can think of is a seek. Got nothing. Those are all examples of caliphates. Hmm. The word I couldn't think of. We'll take it back to Gary. All right. Let's try it again. Sports and leisure. All right. Sports <laughs> and leisure. Your question. And you're going to want to be specific on this. What two nations always square off in a cricket rivalry called the Ashes? Um, let's take a stab at somewhat neighbors that both play cricket. Australia and New Zealand? Ooh. It's England and Australia. Hmm. Well, they're not neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One sent all their prisoners to the other. <laughs> they're related. All right, we'll take it back to Aaron. All right, let's try one more on sports and later. Okay, this one's a mad question. What college did Michael Jordan attend from 1981 to 1984? I'm going to say North Carolina. North Carolina is correct. For the wedge. North Carolina. Nice. So with that, Aaron moves up into second place. Kate still has three wedges. Aaron with two. Amy and Gary sitting with one. All right. We'll take it back to Kate. All right. Sports. Sports, please. How many more moves must be made total by both players combined to earn a fool's mate? The quickest way to lose a chess game from the start. Um... So, how, like, how many moves by white, how many moves by black, add them together? The quickest way to lose. Twelve? The correct answer is four. Ooh. Oh, I was going to oh, start at four. four. Ugh. That's fast. I couldn't even think how you could do it in four, but... Yeah, yeah you right. move uh, your pawn in front of your bishop forward, and then your knight forward, and then they move the one in front of their king forward, and then they can just move their queen out, and you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. History. History is the selection for Amy. We can take it back there, no problem. Your question. The Khmer Rouge were a communist and later nationalist group of people that operated in what country from 1951 to 1999? I think it's Cambodia. Cambodia is correct. All right. Yay! Yeah. Is that two for me in history? That is two. For the wedge. For the wedge. <laughs> Sorry, I took your it No, <laughs> your question for the wedge. I like excitement. Sir John A. Macdonald was the first prime minister of what country, where he is generally credited as the father of the country? I'm sorry, can you say his name again? Sir John A. Macdonald. Who has prime ministers? Let's go with New Zealand. All right, and this is unfortunately Canada. Mm. Ah. We'll take it back to Gary. All right, let's do it again. Sports. We'll take your question in sports. The two most recent women to be ranked number one overall in ladies' singles tennis have come from what countries? Hey, Gary, what sport do you like playing a lot? <laughs> uh, so this is going to be bad when I miss this. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know that I'm going to miss it. I want to hear it again so I don't uh, stumble on something. Sure. The two most recent women to be ranked number one overall in ladies singles tennis have come from what countries? Two separate countries. Oh, we're naming them both. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Ash Barty is Australia. Naomi Osaka is Japan. For the wedge. That is correct. Yay. Well done. Yes. 
names and all. I saw it and I was like, oh no, but he nailed that one. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll take it back to Aaron. Well, I'll try. Boy, I don't know. I'll try in try entertainment, please. Entertainment, right. sure. Category we have not gotten through a lot of questions in. In fact, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all the easy ones are up front, right? <laughs> I like your thinking. We'll see how this goes. First question to you. What two country legends teamed up for a 1978 album together that featured the song Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys? Oh, my God. Matt, apparently not a fan of this question. I, I have... You have to name them both, I take it. Yes. I know. Willie, I'm pretty sure Willie Nelson is one. And now I have to try to think of another country guy. Is Chris Christopherson. Well, you had Willie Nelson, but unfortunately the other one is Waylon Jennings. Mm. Yeah, makes all kinds of sense. <laughs> all right, moving back to Kate. Um, I'll take a shot at geography. Okay. Oh, mix it up. Back to geography. What is the name of the big Ferris wheel that sits along the south bank of the River Thames? Uh, the London Eye. The London Eye is correct. Mm-hmm. Next question. If you're cruising the internet and found yourself on a website whose top level domain code ends with .de, you'd almost certainly be on a website used in what country? Um, that D E. Denmark. The D E is for Deutschland, so it's oh, Germany. Oh, wow. Germany. I didn't think it could be that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy. I'm gonna get a wedge in history. That's All right, like that yeah. confidence. The attitude right? is much appreciated. She wants the ball. And she's oh, I think score. I think you're going to get a wet history. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. In 2004, what then state senator gave the keynote address at the Democratic National Convention? I hope that that would be Barack Obama. And it for was the wedge. Barack Yay! Obama for the wedge. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. actually yes thanks obama with that uh kate's still sitting at three amy gary and aaron have all quietly earned Mm. two wedges in the meantime all right let's keep it going and now we're going to gary uh good question don't know where to go uh let's go pink entertainment entertainment your question what film Memorably features a non-human opera singer named the Diva Pavlaguna. What? <laughs> sure it does. Um, any wild chance that was Wally? It was not. Although you, you sort of had an interesting uh, tie here. It's the Fifth Element. Mm. Very similar movies. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is where Wally starts shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should have ended. All right, we'll take it back to Aaron. I'll try entertainment again, please. Entertainment for you. Your question. What band scored hits with cover versions of songs originally by the Kinks, 
Roy Orbison, and Martha and the Vandellas from 1979 to 82. Van Halen. Van Halen is correct. Nice. Nice. Your next question. The massively acclaimed 1963 film Eight and a Half was filmed and written predominantly in what language? I'm going to try French. Ooh, very close. It was Italian. Italian. My Federico Fellini. Mm. Take it back to Kate with that. Uh, Geography again. All right. Geography for you. What two animals appear on either side of the crest on the Australian coat of arms? Um, I feel like Ryan knew that was a, a Jeff and Neil question, too. <laughs> Australian. Um, uh, kangaroo. Oh, do I need two animals? Two animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Um, they put a snake. <laughs> snake and spider. Um Uh, let's see. Let's go, uh, kangaroo. And, and... Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> he was a wolverine. And. It's a wolverine. <laughs> That's a joke I like. We'll go unicorn. Ooh. Not actually, not too far off. To that was uh, that's Scotland's, I believe, right? Scotland. So yeah. uh, known principally, and I was told this on my um, visit to the parliament, they chose the kangaroo and the emu because they can't go backwards. So it's supposed to represent progress. Mm. Neither one of those can go backwards. They can't. They can't walk backwards. Yeah. Huh. It's so inspiring. Huh, so if you ever need to like punch an emo, you know where to Get do them. it. <laughs> Get In the back of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll move on to Amy. Uh, let's try sports and leisure. Sports and leisure. Your question in sports and leisure. An online petition was created in 2016 to have what MLB player's cap shown backwards on his Hall of Fame plaque instead of the traditional forward direction. Why do I keep getting baseball questions? Um, who would be a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer? Nolan Ryan. All right. Unfortunately, it's Ken Griffey Jr. The kid. Mm. Is he at least in the Hall of Fame? Yes. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Ellis is screaming at his phone right now. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Over to Gary. Um, I guess I'll just try a few more times at entertainment and see how that treats me. Okay. Your question. What comedian, actor, and former game show host won an Emmy for playing a character named Christine Baskets? Yikes. Comedian, actor, game show host. Yikes. Christine Baskets. Let's say maybe Steve Harvey. Right game show, wrong host. <laughs> it's Louis Anderson. Oh God, you could have given me a lot of guesses before I got there. It's for the show Baskets with Zach Galifianakis on FX. Hmm. Aaron, you sticking with entertainment? Yeah, please. All right. In entertainment, what iconic television character married Betty Hofstadt, got divorced, then married Megan Calvet? Both of whom took his last name. Milton Berle. 
Milton Berle. The correct answer is Don Draper of Mad mm. Men. All right, and the next selection will go to Kate. Uh, stick with geography. All right, back to geography. Your question. From 1958 to 1975, what country was known as the Malagasy Republic? M-A-L-A-G-A-S-Y. Uh, Thailand. That was the island nation of Madagascar. Oh. oh. Made good movies about it. It was a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> Take it to Amy. I'll try geography. Okay, stick with it. Known for its bars, strip clubs, and once-a-year blowout party, what road runs for 13 blocks from Canal Street to Esplanade Avenue? Canal Street. Um, I can't even place that. So, bars, strip clubs, Santa Monica Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very famous Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Oh, I should know that. Go to Gary. Uh, let me. I'll go entertainment one more try. Entertainment one more try. Your question: What two actors portrayed former Apple CEO Steve Jobs in the 2013 films Jobs and the 2015 film Steve Jobs? Um, boy, I have no idea. Smith and Jones. This was uh, It's Ashton. not Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> except it is, uh, and Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough end. category. All the same, please. You'll stick with entertainment. I guess. <laughs> this one's gettable. What band released objectively the worst song of all time in 2009 with Hey Soul Sister? Obviously written by Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to say Train Train Yay. is correct Correct Yay. garbage band and garbage song right. Leave Train alone They have their fans I mean it's terrible but I don't know if it's the They're worst They're okay of in like the early 2000s Everything uh, 2009 actually, forward I was going to say I happen to know somebody that goes on a yearly uh, Cruise that is Train fans <laughs> A train cruise It's a real thing It's a real That's train cruise. so sad <laughs> Your next question. What star of Hollywood's golden age is generally considered the first modern gay icon and is also married to gay men? Vicente Minnelli in 1945 and Mark Herron in 1965. I can only think of Rock Hudson right now. Uh, I think this came up yesterday. This was Judy Garland. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Not yesterday, a few weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, several weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question goes to Kate. Uh, geography. Geography for you. The Bear, Jordan, and Weber Rivers all deposit over 1 million tons of minerals into what lake every year? Um, lake Champlain. That is the Great Salt Lake. Oh, uh, minerals. <laughs> Dang minerals. I presume I presume salt is the mineral in yeah. question there. <laughs> All right, Amy, where are we going? Stay with geography. Stay with geography. What Arizona city of around half a million people is the most populous city in the U.S. whose name has fewer than five letters? Yuma? Ooh. 
It is Mesa, Arizona. Uh, is Yuma in Arizona? Okay. <laughs> we'll take it back to Gary. Mm-hmm. All right, let me shift gears and go uh, history. Your question, Gary. Toussaint Louverture is best remembered today for his role in what country's revolution that lasted from 1979, sorry, 1791 to 1804? I think it sounds kind of French, but that seems too easy, so I'll go Belgium. It does sound French. Uh, it was Haiti. That would be French, yes. We'll take it back to Aaron. Entertainment, please. Entertainment for you. Your question. Featuring a rainbow-lit building in the cityscape on the cover art, who came out in late June with the release of his debut EP7? I, I, I have no idea what his name is. I know what you're talking about. Pass. Go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's Lil Nas X. Okay. Go to Kate. Uh, let's see if I can finish up the sports wedge finish up sports and this is going to be the last question in sports no matter what we do so Uh maybe you can close it out if not we're going to just uh use the existing scores as tiebreakers candle pin and duck pin are two lesser played varieties of what uh bowling bowling is correct for the wedge take it back to amy geography geography for you what country's flag has a red stripe for the blood of those killed in genocide, a blue stripe for the pure sky, and an orange stripe that represents the courage of its residents? So red, blue, and orange? Uh... Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uganda. The country is Armenia. Mm. Mm. Where's my son? He would know that. <laughs> Orange isn't the most popular color for flags. No. We'll take it over to Gary. Do uh, to, uh, to history again. All right, your question. In 1848, a convention in what town was advertised as a convention to discuss the social, civil, and religious conditions and rights of women? Yeah, these are these are wicked, at least for me. Um. How about Bern, Switzerland? And the city in question was Seneca Falls, New York. Uh, obviously. I kind of feel like we're all getting our gut stopped out here. Whoever's watching this is just going to be screaming. <laughs> I got I to gotta keep trying in entertainment. Okay. We'll take it back to entertainment. What actress has, play, has played all of the following roles? A shop clerk in a same-sex relationship, a badass hacker, a Freddy Krueger survivor, and Mark Zuckerberg's ex. Charlize Theron. This is an actress named for her two very wealthy uh, family. She belongs to this is Rooney Mara. Mm. Oh yeah, the own what the Giants and the Steelers or something like that. Yes, yes. that is correct. We'll take it back to Kate. Um, let's see if we can 
Uh, well, let's try entertainment. All right, entertainment. Got for you. Who provided the voice for the gorilla Turk in Disney's Tarzan? Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that was Rosie O'Donnell. It's not Ashton Kutcher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. We'll go over to Amy. I am going to get a geography question. Go for it. All right, we'll get you a geography question here. A hotspot for nuclear testing, the Bikini Atoll is nowadays part of what oceanic country? The Marshall Islands? The Marshall Islands is correct. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay. It's been like hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume we'll get you another one it's here, been hopefully. 84 years. <laughs> Your next question in geography. While USD refers to US dollars and EUR refers to euros, what currency is represented by the initialism PAB? PAB. I am blanking, so we'll say Panamanian bucks. Oh. <laughs> Something in Panama, isn't it? It's the Panamanian Balboa. Mm. Uh, Very close. <laughs> no, Adrian. Oh, that was like right in my heart. Yeah, that hurt. Gary, <laughs> you're up next. Yeah, let's uh, do what I said I wouldn't do and go to arts and literature. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Seems a lot of people have forgotten about that one. Your question. Alvin Ailey, Twyla Tharp, and Isadora Duncan are all legendary names in what field of work? Ugh. Isadora Duncan, I think, is a dancer. So dance. Yeah, dance and choreography. That'll get you uh, one in arts and literature. The reason her name rings a bell is because she was wearing a scarf around her neck and it was too long and it got caught under the wheel of her tire and she broke her neck and died. I hate it when that happens. That's depressing. That Jeff's job was to bring down the show. (laughs) 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 Next question for you, Gary. In what city would you find the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum opened in 1997, 11 years after her death? Uh, All right. I don't know. Let's go off the O'Keefe and see if she's Irish in, say, Dublin. Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's very close, though. Oh, <laughs> similar climate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it back to Aaron. Keep plugging away. Try entertainment. All right. Entertainment is your category. What man received acclaim for directing the films Zodiac, The Social Network, and Seven, but whose greatest achievement was directing the music video for Madonna's Vogue? The editorials on this one. I don't know. Ryan's fingerprints are all over these questions. I guess he also did. Didn't he do Fight Club as well? Um, that sucks. Uh, Fincher. Fincher hey. is correct. David Fincher for the <laughs> wedge. <laughs> 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, so given that uh, Ryan, who wonderfully wrote all of these questions, only can write so many, uh, given the limitations on these, we're gonna, I'm going to send it over to Ryan. He's going to tell us a little tweak that we're going to do to the initial rules. Yes, so we are going to do three more rotations through for each competitor. Kate currently has four wedges, Aaron with three, Amy and Gary sitting at two. Kate, we are over to you after Aaron got a fresh entertainment wedge. I'm going to try and see if I can get some more in geography. Okay, we'll see what we can do about that. Your question, what collective name is given to the Cayman Islands, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, Jamaica, and Puerto Rico? Uh, the Caribbean? Uh, part of the Caribbean, is that's the Greater Antilles. No. Hmm. Specifically. Go back to Amy. Geography. Geography for you. Your question. What name did the state capital of Georgia earn from a song performed by the Allman Brothers? Nickname, did you say that? Yes. What nickname did the state capital of Georgia earn? Uh, what is Atlanta's nickname? It is Hotlanta. Hotlanta is correct. <gasps> Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> from the Allman Brothers? Right, yeah, sure. it was on, I think, Live at Fillmore East in 71. Huh. All right. For the wedge, let's go for geography. All right. For the wedge. Yes. By what name was the city of Gdansk known when it was under German occupation? Is it Danzig? Danzig for is the correct. Wedge. Yay! Wow. Danzig for the wedge. Something I thought I'd never hear. Especially in geography, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old Glenn with his glass jaw. Good guy. We'll take All right, it over uh, to Gary. Go over to Gary. All right. Arsenalit. Arts and literature for you. And your question. All My Sons sees 60-year-old Joe Keller suffer from the guilt of knowingly shipping off defective airplane parts to make money during the war. What playwright penned this acclaimed 1947 downer? Um, don't know. I'll say O'Neill. Uh, unfortunately, that was Arthur Miller. If it's a downer, yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually oh man O'Neill too uh, over to Aaron I'll try history please alright give you history Fred Korematsu was the plaintiff in a landmark Supreme Court case that declared what constitutional there's no you didn't say a year right I did not Fred Korematsu yes 
K O R E M A T S U. Constitution. Uh, pass. Those are the Japanese internment camps. Hmm. So with two rotations left, Ryan, what's our score here? Kate's at four. Aaron's at three. With geography, Amy's up to three. And Gary's at two. Ooh. Kate, we're back to you. Are you going for geography? Um, let's try entertainment. Ooh, power move. Entertainment is your category of choice. Smyers and Mooney are the last names of what popular country music duo that recorded the recent hit singles Tequila and Speechless? Um, I don't know. Tango and Cash. I don't know. It's <laughs> a good guess, but it's Dan and Shay. Yeah. Take it back to Amy. New category I'm for you. Try science. All right, your question in science. Cinnabar is a toxic mineral made from sulfur and what other element? I'm going to say iron. Unfortunately, that is mercury. Mm. Oh, well. Over to Gary. Okay, arts and literature. Arts and literature. What icon of the Harlem Renaissance penned the poem I, Too, about how patriotism isn't limited by race? I'll go with Lucky Jackson. Uh, That was Langston Hughes. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try geography, please. All right, your question in geography. In what country would you find the Al-Masjid An-Nabawi, the burial site of the Prophet Muhammad, the second holiest site in Islam? Syria. That's in the city of Medina in Saudi Arabia. Mm. That will conclude the second rotation, right? So we got one more left? Yep. One more. What do you want, Kate? Geography or entertainment? Uh, Geography. Good choice, because this closes out geography. Yeah. All right, Kate, your question. Grant Park and Millennium Park are two popular public areas in what city? Oh, uh, Chicago. Chicago is correct. Save the the easiest one for the last one. (laughs) That was my intention. No. All right. So, new category. All right, so. uh, Uh, Yeah, she she has to go entertainment. entertainment. Let's go entertainment. All right, entertainment. After watching his son play GoldenEye 007 and directing his most recent film, Steven Spielberg approached video game division DreamWorks with the idea that would become what 1999 first-person shooter? This is a game? Yes. Um, Video game specifically, it says in the question. Um, Not my area of expertise. Uh, Wolfenstein. It is the Medal of Honor game. Wolfenstein's good. Shooting Nazis, right? Dude, I, sh- I could shoot Nazis all day. <laughs> I think in Medal of Honor you do a little bit of that too. <laughs> all right, we'll take it back to Amy. Science. Science. I don't know why I said it like that. Science. Your question. What term is given to the lines on a topographic map where the points along the line all meet a certain variable? In this case, a certain level of elevation. The only thing I can think of, I think, is weather-related. So that's probably wrong, but I'll say isobar. Yeah, watches a lot of these videos online. These are contour lines. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes I need a good foundation. You got to find out the right. You know, find the right video. We'll take it back to Gary. Arts and literature. Arts and literature for you. 
Russian ballet impresario Sergei Dagaliev collaborated on three successful ballets, The Firebird, Petrushka, and The Rite of Spring, with what fellow countrymen in the 1910s? Mm. How about uh, music by uh, Tchaikovsky? He worked with Igor Stravinsky. Mm. Mm. The other one. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we'll go to Aaron. I believe this is the last question of this round. Well, of this not necessarily game. the last question, but the last uh, attempt. Yeah. Yes. And we burned all the so history or Yeah, history and arts and literature are the only ones you have left. History, please. All right. Easy one, please. Well, we're <laughs> going to see how this goes for you. So your question. What were the last names of India's first prime minister and his daughter? India's first female prime minister. Separate last names, for the record. Oh, so I got to give two last names that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pass. I'm always any time. All yeah. right, that was Nehru and Gandhi, Indira Gandhi. All right, so Kate has won this episode, and we'll be going through to the next round. Yay, Kate. Uh, Yay, Kate. Gary is going to be in the showdown uh, because he only had two wedges. Amy and Aaron both have three wedges and nothing else, so we're going to have to do a quick tie break. So we're going to go back to the speed kills part two for you, and we're going to go do the rest of the food and drink questions because that's what's next. <laughs> so this is one where we lock it in and then both answer? Correct. So... Uh, again, I'll name a food or drink. You tell me the modern day country from which it comes. Your food is mole sauce. In. You're locked in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say Guatemala. And Aaron? Mexico. The correct answer is Mexico. Uh, so. Aaron avoids elimination there. Uh, Amy and Gary, you will be going to the showdown. Showdown music. Prepare the platform for the final match. We're getting good at that, guys. <laughs> Your first question. Which character in the Canterbury Tales is a direct parody of the earlier knight's tale, as it sees a heroic knight singing in an obnoxious falsetto, then kissing a butt and getting farted on? <laughs> this is high English literature, folks. Tough, right? Again, which character's tale in the Canterbury Tales is a direct parody of the earlier knight's tale, as it sees the heroic uh, knight singing an obnoxious falsetto, then kissing a butt and getting farted on? I'm locked in. All right, Amy, do you have a guess? I'll guess The Monk's Tale. The Monk's Tale. And Gary? I just said The Tinker. No idea. The correct answer is The Miller's Tale. Miller. Oh. Moving on. Question two. What four-letter word completes the following trio? Allegheny, Monongahela, blank. Locked in. Again, what four-letter word completes the following trio? Allegheny, Monongahela, and blank. Yeah, I'm locked in. What do you have, Gary? Ohio. And uh, Amy? Ohio. Three Rivers of Pittsburgh. That is Ohio. Oh, H. I-O. I-O. How dare you? You went to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> High in the middle, round on the ends. Question three. Who recorded the landmark 1994 album Illmatic? 
see it as one of rap's crowning achievements. Year? What was the year? 94. Thank you. Okay, I'm locked in. Yeah, I've got an answer. What do you have, Gary? I said Tupac Shakur. And Amy? I locked in just so he wouldn't challenge me, so I said 50 cent. (laughs) Power move. (laughs) It is NOS. Just regular NOS. Not Lil Nas X, but NOS. Good strategy there. I really appreciate that. That that assumed that I was going to know something like that. (laughs) So if he challenged me, I got it wrong, and he got it wrong, he wouldn't get anything. Yeah, so if you challenge and you're wrong and they're wrong, uh, nothing happens. It's just a waste of the challenge. Uh, if you challenge, you're right, and he's wrong, you'll get two points. If you challenge, you're wrong, and he's right, he gets two, you go down one. And if and you're both right? If you're both right, they gain an extra point, but you still get a point for being right. Okay. Question number four. More Spielberg for Neil. What kind of dinosaur was the main antagonist in the third Jurassic Park film, killing the Tyrannosaurus in battle? I'm locked in. <sighs> I locked in. What do you have, Amy? Brontosaurus. And Gary? <laughs> I took a guess at Allosaurus. The correct answer is a Spinosaurus. Hmm. Because I like to keep things nice and light, as I've done all episodes, as Jeff has noticed. Question five. Founded by Marshall Applewhite, what was the name of the cult that committed mass ritual suicide in 1997 in coordination with the comet Hale Bop's passing near Earth? Again, founded by Marshall Applewhite, what was the name of the cult that committed mass ritual suicide in 1997 in coordination with the comet Hale-Bopp's passing near Earth? I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in. Amy, what do you have? The Orbiters. The Orbiters. <laughs> and Gary? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the Branch Davidians, but that's where I went. They were in Waco. The answer is the Heaven's Gate cult. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Uh. Hey, Neil, when we're in our 70s and Haley's Comet comes back, do you want to make a cult? Yeah, yeah we just drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> like, Mark Twain was born and died on them. All right, question six. The Afrikaans language, like the A-F-R-I-K-A-A-N-S, the Afrikaans language, popular in the southern part of Africa, largely evolved out of what language, which in turn evolved out of the low Franconian language? Again, the Afrikaans language, popular in the southern part of Africa, largely evolved out of what language, which, in turn, evolved out of Low Franconian? I'm locked in. Between two and I'll lock in. What do you have, Gary? Dutch. And Amy? Dutch. Correct answer is Dutch. Yay. Well done. Question number seven. What Dane is generally credited as the first existentialist philosopher? Again, what Dane is generally credited as the first existentialist philosopher? You have something to share with the class, Matt? I said Judy Dench. You said Dane. Well, that's what I thought I heard at first was Dane. I was like, what? As in Denmarkian. Yes. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in as well. I have Gary. I said Sartre. And Amy? It doesn't sound Danish, but Descartes. (laughs) Correct answer is Soren Kierkegaard. That sounds weird. We're killing it, Gary. It's all right. We're making (laughs) it exciting. It's together. You'll get there with a leap of faith. (laughs) 
Question number eight. In the early 90s, what supermodel famously fell on the catwalk while wearing foot-high platform shoes designed by British designer Vivian Westwood? Again, in the early 90s, what supermodel famously fell on the catwalk while wearing foot-high platform shoes designed by British designer Vivian Westwood? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, Gary, who do you have? Uh, Heidi Klum. And Amy? Al McPherson? The correct answer is Naomi Campbell. (laughs) Yeah, I can picture that now you say it. (laughs) Number nine. Although they used to be watermelon flavored in the late 90s and lime flavored before then, what is the current flavor of the green pieces in a box of Runt's candy? Again, please. Although they used to be watermelon flavored in the late 90s and lime flavored before then, what is the current flavor of the green pieces in a box of Runt's candy? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Gary, what do you have? I'm going for green apple. And Amy? Apple. (laughs) Green apple is correct. How about them apples? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number 10. Hex key. H-E-X, hex key, is the generic name for what tool created by the manufacturing company after which it is named? Again, hex key is the generic name for what tool created by the manufacturing company after which it is named? Locked in. Locked in. Amy, what do you have? I have an Allen wrench. And Gary? Allen wrench. Stop getting the same ones right you're correct uh and with that it's four to four at the end so i ken would murder me if that happened so we do we have tiebreaker questions and so uh let's just do what we did uh more food and drink uh well there's only like a couple left but yeah let's do it again i'll name the uh dish or drink you name the modern day country from which it comes uh, where's goulash from? Locked in. Locked in. Gary? Hungary. Amy? I said Hungary. Stop it. <laughs> That's right. Number 12 is Hakarl. H-A with an accent. K-A-R-L. K-A-R-L. Hakarl. <laughs> Do not, there's not a T in there. Stop giggling. <laughs> I locked in. I'm locked in. Amy, what do you have? Never heard of it. Ethiopia. And Gary? I never heard of it and went turkey. Hey, Jeff, it tastes like crap, doesn't it? Uh, no, it tastes like piss. It, yeah, it's uh, tofu consistency piss. Yeah, it's Iceland. It is rotten shark from Iceland. Huh. Ooh, sounds wonderful. They ferment the urea out of it, and it's as gross as it sounds. Oh. Ooh, yum. All right, uh, we're going next in line, and Gary's not going to be happy, but it's literature. <laughs> Your, I'll give you a character. You name the author that created them. Uh, Emma Woodhouse. I'm locked in. Okay, I'm locked in. Gary, who do you have? I put Bronte. And Amy? Jane Austen. One of you is correct. And the book Emma was written by Jane Austen. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that was... Probably the best showdown we've ever done in the history of this show. You two are incredible. Gary, I'm so sad that you have to leave us. You played a really nice good game. game. Oh, I, I tried hard to make that 
interesting. No, it was it was so much fun. It was a good time, very uh, evenly balanced. So that that always makes it fun. It just goes to show how tight the uh, competition mm-hmm. is on these uh, shows here. So yeah, yeah and that. Neil, I wasn't able to read the news earlier today. Well, what happened to Gary? Well, uh, Gary uh, had his uh, stash of jerseys uh, unearthed in the Bloodsport tournament. They had all the, these different jerseys, all the competitors put them on, and they bum-rushed Gary, uh, and uh, they didn't have enough starch, and he uh, died from a starch allergy, uh, an unstarch allergy. So, um, That's it, sad. I don't know what it is, but it's movie magic. Uh, but no, Gary, uh, great competition there. Um, you talked about Bloodsport after the first season, and we were super excited when your name was pulled uh, mm-hmm. in order to compete. You made it to the final four. Um, you uh, competed uh, bravely and, and did a great job. So thank you for joining us. Oh, I think, yeah, thanks so much. I, I feared just getting knocked out in the first round, so I'm glad I was able to sneak through this far. It was a blast. Good luck to everybody that's left. I can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah, very admirable uh, competition there, and uh, let's see him off uh, the way we yeah. do. One, two, three. Kumite. All right, farewell, Gary. Bye, Gary. All right. Thank you. Are, we are down to our final three. Yeah, I was going to say the trio is down to two, but that doesn't work. Nope. Uh, so, yes, uh, Amy, Aaron, and Kate will all be moving on to our next round. Uh, so before we send them off and see them next week, I just wanted to thank everybody for uh, competing again. Um, all of the people who have been on Bloodsport are Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where we have a lot of great rewards and perks and benefits for uh, supporting the show directly. Uh, we really couldn't do it without their help and support, which is why we'd like to show them, showcase them and their talents here in this series. You can also support us by purchasing merchandise with our partner Inked and Screened. Uh, we've got a limited edition Dutch Boy t-shirt that's going to be up only during the run of Bloodsport, and we have all of our other great Triviality branded merchandise there as well. So on behalf of Ken, Matt, Neil, myself, and our wonderful competitors and Ryan, we will see you next week. Farewell. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.